0: This is season number 19 of Bass Talk Live with Matt Pengrak. BTL is presented by Lowrance, Bass Cat Boats, Aftco, Strike King Lures, Sunline, Big Bite Baits, Spro, X-Zone Lures, Gamakatsu, The Bass Tank, Denali Rods, Pro Guide Batteries, Beatdown Outdoors, Shoreline boat and RV repair and Omnia fishing. Hit him with the hook, Jeffries. BTL coming at ya. Good morning and welcome to another exciting edition of BTL Bass Talk Live where we are going to talk about bass fishing Tuesday, January twenty-fourth. And I went out yesterday to a little little pond next to the house. It's a it's a lake. And uh broken continued the process of breaking in the new 2023 bass cat cougar and i was i wasn't extremely thrilled to see it 51 degree water temp january 24th and they were uh I, i primarily broke it in but i also uh worked on some of the new electronics they were not set up like they should be for january they were they fish were moving a lot which is which is not fun when you're trying to drop something directly on them. But uh, very interesting. We got a big snowstorm coming in to Oklahoma, which apparently is not going to impact Frank Scalish's journey to the BTL studios in Oklahoma. In Shawnee, Oklahoma, I called him. I said, Frank, I said, I know you're 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 packing your bags to come down for the 100th show on Thursday to be in studio to to drop the color number seven to give away things to the fans. I said, have you seen the weather? And Frank said, dude, I live in he said, dude, I live in northeast Ohio. He's like, I can handle some snow. I've got a truck. I said, okay, fair enough. So uh, we'll see how Frank gets down here. All right. Good show today. Uh, We have an angler in the midst of a career transition from one of the, If see, I don't want to, I think like Robert Carlyle is big over in that world too. I think that's a name that I know too. So I don't want to like slide anybody on the crappie side, but I also don't want to undersell our guest today because I don't we'll understand that more after. But Kevin Rogers, I guess you're he's still a professional crappie angler. I want to say former professional crappie angler, but he's still a professional crappie angler. Now he's transitioned over the last couple of years to the bass side. Uh very interesting dude here uh, with a lot of unique perspectives and we're going to dive into some of the similarities and some of the uh, conversations some of the parallel conversations between the two worlds that take place and then dive into his busy schedule and what his thoughts are after going kind of headfirst into the NPFL the last couple of years or the TNPFL the last couple of years and then the uh, MLF invitationals uh, this year but before we get to Kevin I do want to just take note and i haven't really mentioned this i went to the uh bassmaster website and i thought it was really cool there was a thing with gary klaus there there was a thing with larry nix in there and i started thinking dude i'm you know i'm 38 years old i i Kind of got my first taste of this in the mid '90s, and there were some guys that were already legends on the Elite Series this year. And granted, you can go over and and talk about the the uh, the legends, you know, Mark Davises and that type that are over on uh, on the BPT. But think about this: it is 2023, 2023, and on the Elite Series this year, you have Gary Klaus from Phoenix Boats, legend. You have Rick Klun. Larry Nixon and David Fritz. Tell me what other what other game in the world exists where guys can still be relevant and still compete at the highest level and still have that kind of drawing capability and and be competing against the 21, 22 year old guys that are coming in. It's just cool the legacy that that bass fishing has with the able the longevity of careers that all four of those guys. Are gonna be lacing it up on the Bassmaster Elite series this year. All right, let's bring in today's guest from Kansas City, Missouri, home of the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, the Kelsey, all of it, Kevin Rogers, probably the biggest Chiefs fan out there. Am I am I wrong on that, Kevin? No,
1: you're not. We're season ticket my wife is bigger than I am. The season tickets are hers. She lets me go every now and again. So yeah, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'm a huge fan. I've been a fan of BTL since I met you in an undisclosed crappie hole um, in Oklahoma. I don't know how many years ago that was. Three, four, four years three or ago, four. We met at a boat ramp, right? And I'm like, yep. who is this guy? Um, the same week I heard your name from Mr. John Soak Up, and I have watched every BTL since then. So I appreciate well, having me. Really. On oh man i'm a big fan me and my buddy jeff lewis we we talk about btl we talk about bass fishing and i know your listeners and the guys watching are like who in the heck is this guy and and who no I no no like, <laughs> I, I, like
0: i said you were I, I, we have a lot of crossover listeners and you were on uh, luke's show last year right yes. mm-hmm. so i was gonna have you on i try to try to not like overlap guests and kind of do sure. different stuff. So I'm sure there's a lot of people who know you from uh from jumping on uh Luke's show last year and then also you had a hell of a year on the MPFL. If you followed the MPFL, you're in the top 10 of the angler of the year most of the year, you finished yep. the top 20. Uh you had some really good finishes, some really good days in that. So I mean, you made a name for yourself on the water as well last year in the on the MPFL, which uh which had to feel good to be uh to be in the mix so early into your I guess, all in bass fishing journey, which is kind of what we're going to get into today.
1: Yeah, it was, it felt real good. I mean, we all, my goal has always been no matter what tournament I'm fishing is to get whatever last place the money is to first. If I'm in there and from, if it's 50th to first they're paying and if I finish 50th to first and I bring a check home, that's a win for me. I mean, I have fished hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of tournaments and I've won 35 of them, right? So uh, anything, anytime you can get a paycheck is a win in my mind, no matter if it's crappie, basketball, walleye doesn't matter. That's the goal for me. It, that's interesting.
0: I used to go around and around with that. And I still go around a little bit with Hallman when I talk to him, but I used to go around and around with that with Mark Jeffries, who would say, hey, if it's not a win, it's a fail. Like he wow. went through a whole, but I think part of that was just him being Mark. <laughs> That's and a just, good attitude. I know and it got yeah. and it got the listen but then like C would say some stuff off air where I'm like you really believe that crap don't you but <laughs> you know the fishing is a weird deal because uh, you know you go out in a in a team game right, right. where you have sides or you go and and it's it's win or lose like and i mean i know we're in 2023 and if you get into the kids sports sometimes it's hey everyone wins but i'm saying for it it is win or lose in a team but uh The individual sports, I think, I don't think you can look at individual sports as win or lose. Yes, there you get to a point where if you're a, you know, a Djokovic or a Tiger or something like that, it is win or anything else is a loss. But there are so many other levels, and I think it's so individualistic with so many people. A win is different for each
1: guy. Absolutely. I mean, nobody wins every one of them. Even Jacob Wheeler. I mean, he wins a lot. He of didn't them. win it all this it, year. He won Angler of the year, but he never there won there an know. actual tournament this year. Not, but I'd say that, he won. That's not easy, right? It's not easy to win. So for me, I mean, I've been, I've felt great. I felt amazing. Came in, coming home this year from the MPFL with 12th place finish. I thought, Oh man, this is amazing. I'm in two years into this deal. And, mm-hmm. I was second in Angler of the Year up to four events, and then I crapped the bed in one of them. But yeah, just anything in the paycheck and above is a win for me. Uh, I don't, I don't. Where I'm at in my life and my in my career, and I'm 50 years old, so I'm getting old. So I don't need to get a paycheck in these things. I don't need to win an event. I want to, right? It's completely different mm-hmm. than a 19-year-old kid living in the back of his truck, and he 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 needs that paycheck to pay for his next entries on that. not me i want to do good i want to learn and me switching from the bass side um is me continuing to learn right find something you suck at and try to get better and we don't do that in our lives we're going backwards well, that's all i'm doing with this bass thing i'm learning every single time i go in the water i'm learning um and i love it i absolutely love it i'm ate up with bass fishing um I've always have been. I do the fancy fishing. We pick classic winners. We, with my buddies, we, I've just everything bass fishing my whole life has been about bass fishing. Um, I did crappie fish for 30 years there with my father. Um, and it was a way for me to fish tournaments. I, you know, as a young man, I was broke, didn't have any money. And my dad would go pre-fish and pay the entries. And all I had to do was drive there Friday after work and get in the boat with him. And, and I got to fish with my dad all over this country for 30 years. The crappie tournament's Um, 99% of them are a team event, right? So there's two guys in the boat and it was my father and I, and we were really, really successful for 30 years. We won 34 crappie tournaments in five different States. And the way we were doing it is we were fishing a lot like bass guys. When you think of crappie fishing, a lot of people think you tie to a tree, you throw bobbers out you drink beer all day and all that. That's not what we were doing. We were fishing extremely, extremely fast, as fast as we possibly could. And I learned all this from watching Kevin Van Dam and these guys. And what we were doing, we were using one pole, one jig. We were fishing the visible timber. and We were fishing really, really fast. And all we were doing was trying to get those big crappie to react. And it worked for a long, long time. Um, Then LifeScope came out and changed the entire crappie world. That's not why I switched. My father selfishly at 75 years old said he was done tournament crappie fishing. Now he still fishes more than anyone I've ever met in my life. fishes every single day of the week, but the driving eight hours sit in a truck at 75 and then pre fishing. If you know, um, there's nothing like fishing tired, fishing tired's a different kind of tire and all the fishermen who do it, know what I'm talking about. He said, I'm at 75. He selfishly retired when he did that, I'm like, man, I still got my health. Um, I can go, there he is with some giant crappie. Um, I can go do this. I talked to John, I got in the NPFL and it's been a whirlwind ever since. And I, I've absolutely, it's reflamed. It gave me a new spark for fishing. You know, the crappie was just kind of, yeah, whatever. Another crappie tournament. I mean, no one gets to the very top of the food chain of a, <laughs> of a, of a sport like crappie and then I just quit. Most people wouldn't do that. Yeah. people that's too scary that's i love that stuff i love this challenge of bass fishing i mean i've gotten myself into the ML, mlf invitations this year i get to fish against uh, michael neal and your guests yesterday i believe fishing casey ashley and chris lane and and wheeler, and wheeler. i mean it goes oh, on I saw, yeah. I saw a
0: picture on here kevin and and i know so i'm on your kevin com. Oh, and yeah, you're okay. like, dude, these pictures are like old, but I mm-hmm. don't care because it's on your website. But I saw this one. Hold on, I saw yeah. this one. A young uh, Jacob
1: Wheeler and me. Is that on there?
0: That's big league yeah. right there. There you that's, are, crappie fisher with Jacob Wheeler.
1: That is at uh, Fort Gibson Lake in Oklahoma at a writers' conference when I was the Bobby Garland pro. I I did some. I did a YouTube channel for Bobby Garland for years called Bobby Garland TV with Kevin Rogers. And Jacob was sponsored with Jean LaRue at the time. I got you. Conference at Fort Gibson. So I got to meet all those guys. Hang out. Were those
0: hybrids or what are those? Those Those, those those are are some odd looking crappie.
1: Those are are Fort Gibson black species crappie is what those Hmm. are. Yeah. That's a long time ago. Yeah.
0: They're built. They look almost like rock bass. Do they not? Yeah. Am I wrong on that? Oh,
1: yeah. They're they're pretty cool. Fort Gibson's a unique play. I didn't know if you knew that about Fort Gibson. Fort Gibson has different looking crappie than any crappie. Is that because it's old. a they're river, crappie? It. Yeah. river crappie? Are they river
0: crappie because they're on the Arkansas River?
1: Yeah. They, and most of those from Clear Creek up to the dam there at Hudson mm-hmm. is where all those big black crappie live at Fort Gibson. I've won two tournaments at Fort Gibson there, and it was all up in the river to relate to the current. We're going to turn this into a crappie show and bore the heck out of your guy.
0: No, no. So a lot of the listeners have gotten into the crappie deal because they know that I talk about it. So if I'm going to sure. talk about it, it's going to be in the winter. That's not what I want to talk about the whole time. I, I want to get into the bass thing. But I want to I want to definitely set this scene uh, for the transition. So I cover this like that's my job what i get Absolutely. paid to do is cover yeah. the bass fishing tournament bass fishing professional bass fishing scene and i feel like the crappie scene i felt like i i should be able to know exactly what's going on over there but it's so it's in a entirely different world with a lot of parallels in it is that a fair assessment
1: yeah it's it's different that they're all team events and i hated that um, okay
0: so yeah can we can we start can we make like a little diagram of where the crappie world set. So like you obviously have like BPT and elite series, and then you have like invitationals, opens, Toyotas, BFL, you know, and then it works yeah. the way up there. So like, how, how does that hierarchy work in the crappie sure. world?
1: So, so like for the crappie world there for a long time, there was three organizations, just like you had MPFL, Bassmasters and MLF. There was okay. three, um, one gentleman has come in and bought all of them. So oh, one wow. guy, uh, yeah, he owns them all now. He has the, oh, that's gotta be
0: massive sh- industry shakeup.
1: Oh yeah, it's ridiculous. He owns them all. So it's all the same. Now. Wait,
0: let me ask you this. Do you think that that's a good thing? Or do you think that the competition, the competition between I, them is healthy? Because there's some, there's a lot of talk on the bass side about, Hey, this all needs to be one umbrella. That way the no, pie slices no. are not as, You like the competition. What do you
1: think? Okay. Yeah. You need competition, right? Everyone needs healthy competition is good for everyone, no matter what business you're in. I, I, I do construction. Good competition is what we need. If we we didn't have good competition in the construction world, it would be easy and we'd get complacent and we would do the same crap all the time. Yeah. So competition is amazing. So for bass or crappie, but so the crappie is all owned by the same guy now. So there's crappie masters, these, these different tournament trails. Um, they had some amateur divisions and then you had the big time. And I mean, big time um, you can win, you know, $50,000 in a crappie tournament. Um, there was one year we, wow, we made over 50 grand crappie fishing, which is pretty good. We won angler of the year several times. Um, but they're all team events. And, and, and back in the day, you used to see guys spider rigging that where they set the the eight rods out front and they'd slow troll mm-hmm. with all the minnows and live bait. and, uh, I was always a one pole jig fisherman using the long 10 foot pole,
0: but you could do that in the same tournament. You sure, would have absolutely. guys spider rigging, guys yeah. fishing with one rod, guys yep. fishing with live bait, guys fishing with yeah. artificial.
1: Okay. Right. I, I would never, I mean, of course, minnows have caught more crappie than anything in the world. and I was just totally against the minnow. I just, cause of my bass side, I wanted to, right. I wanted it to be pure. If it was tough, I'd look at my dad and I'd say, one of us needs to put a minnow on, don't you? Right, yeah. <laughs> Meaning he needs to put one on, not yeah. me. And neither one of us would ever put one on. We won tournaments with one pole, artificial. When there was people trolling 16 minnows across the lake, every lake is different. There's and that's
0: totally legal. Like there's, yeah, back you there had all was. the different.
1: There, they did come out eventually. Um, in the last 10 years, they came out with a tournament trail that was one pole, one jig, artificial only. The first one they ever had. My father and I won it. And then we won the third one they ever had, because that was our jam. We were mm-hmm. the artificial kings. I was I was helping design colors and baits for Bobby Garland. I used complete Bobby Garland back then. Um, and we were known as the artificial one pole guys. And it, it, it was a lot like the bass fishing. The only thing that's different about big reservoirs in the crappie is in the bass fishing world, there can be a 10-pound bass on the dam, and there can be a 10-pound bass in the river right in the bass fishing every, like hartwell so there's bass all yeah. over that thing yeah crappie are not that way the really? biggest crappie in every reservoir I've ever, every crappie tournament i've ever won i went as far away from the dam as i could possibly get really where the river opened up and made the first flat that's where i won every single all 34 of my crappie tournaments were won right there in that first main flat they just, it holds bigger crappie. That's the difference. Bass aren't like that. Bass are big all over the lake, mm-hmm. crappie or not. Crappie that's some really, juice right there. Yeah. Oh, it's, and every tournament guy that's ever done any good knows that. That's not a secret. But the weekend, like my home lake is Truman Lake here in Missouri, full of timber. You have clear water down by the dam. And you have muddy, dirty, dingy water up in the in the arms, right? And, and every single crappie tournament is always one far away from the dam you could possibly get. That's just how it is.
0: That's good stuff.
1: Same with Fort Gibson. Same with, I've won four crappie tournaments in Oklahoma. Um, Gee, so Eufaula uh, uh, Lake that some of the mm-hmm. Oklahoma's listed. Best, one go, of the
0: best crappie fisheries in the country.
1: I would go all the way to, to McAllister and fish up in Gaines Creek. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. That's where all the big crappie live. Yes, yeah, so it's it's different. So that's taken me a little bit. I, it's so weird. I've been a dirty, dingy water crappie fisherman my whole life. I was using twenty pound braid and quarter ounce heads and three inch baits catching these crappie, and I've switched to the bass side. I've become this. So you're
0: the you're the Tommy Biffle of the crappie world.
1: In the and now I'm changing the bass world. I'm the super finesse six pound line. You know, uh, double uni knot and 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 drop shotting and jerk baiting them in clear water. It's got, I've completely, oh, that's changed. weird. I yeah. You think
0: you'd be like a flipping pitching, big Denny Brower type guy. The
1: only, I know what I'm good at. I'm 50. You know, when you get 50, you know what you're good at. You know what you're not. I know I'm not going to go behind these guys and throw a black and blue jig on the bank and beat them. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do it. Right. I'm not that good yet. So I know I can read my life scope because of the crappy world. So, Every paycheck I got in MPFL this year, I was staring at the fish on my life scope. Even at 50, I still utilize the life scope. I like it. I'm not a, I love it. I'm the opposite of Randy Blockett. I think it's the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think bring on the technology. If you don't keep up, you're not keeping up. It's not, as, it's not going anywhere. So is I that a
0: controversy it. in the, in the crappie world as well? No, forward facing not, sonar?
1: Not anymore. It's every ninety nine point nine percent of all crappie tournaments will be won with a jig on their nose.
0: So it completely changed the entire landscape of Wiped that. Wiped it
1: out. My dad, when Livescope, he's standing behind me, and I'm dropping a jig on those crappie nose. He's seventy five, standing with his rod, and he goes, "Yeah, I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. I'm not gonna really? sit here and watch you fish." And why would you? That's why yeah. I'm saying the crappie guys need to keep up, and they're not. They're falling behind. You're fishing for if the guys who haven't crappie fish with Livescope, they're dumb they're so they just go but they're just big blobs out there floating in the water you just put your jig around their nose and they hit no nah, that's not always of mm-hmm. course they're spooky but the crappie are 50 percent easier to catch on live scope than the bass are there the guys bass,
0: in the crappie world who who are you know minnow and spider rig guys who are like it's gone. i mean it, it's it, done so that it, happened what three four years ago overnight. there was a little bit of backlash and then everyone transitioned
1: These guys tried to they're the greatest crappie fisherman in the world. His name is Ronnie Caps, right? Caps and Coleman. They're the greatest crappie fishermen. They created this slow trolling method. They haven't won a crappie tournament since it came out. Oh it, wow! It wiped out the trolling. The trolling was—you were just guessing where they were at. You're hoping to get by. Yeah. Was,
0: well, it's, yep. I feel like it was the same thing. You're catching uncatchable fish, but you're using a bigger net, and yeah. so to speak, to just run sure. it or. As opposed to going oh oh there's one and then right. going over and catching it, so it's just the efficiency is through the roof. It's unbelievable. With the so so wait a second. These guys were the the KVDs. We got to go back. You mentioned 100%. this. This is interesting as hell to me because yeah. this is what I think people are afraid is going to happen in the bass world. It's but happening. I, yeah, I, I to yeah. some extent.
1: KVD Be- won a tournament last year. Yeah, right? To some extent, yeah. but so the, so who was it? These guys it's are the apps and Coleman. If anyone knows crappie fishing, they're the greatest tournament tournament crappie fishermen of all time. They are the best. No and one, did
0: they invent the spider rigging yes,
1: thing? They, they invented it. They made it perfected really, really it. Older. Yeah. They're the, they had the 16 foot pole before anyone else. They, okay. they were they were a machine. They were the greatest. Um, they're older, they're older than me. So, do they um, have
0: it now? The live, of the, the, the there, forward-facing you will sonar. Not
1: see a crappie tournament that is won okay. that live scope ever again.
0: But that to- it totally flipped the the field as to how it was being won, oh, who yeah. was winning it. The early adopters of the technology, the guys Absolutely. who understood it, and the ones who were able yeah. to be malleable and not say "screw it, we're good with what we're doing" are the ones that are catching them now.
1: We took guys that had been fishing crappie tournaments for five years who'd never even got a check that won a tournament as soon as they got live.
0: You think that's good?
1: Uh, I
0: mean, you think that's bad or you think it is what it is? Like it is what
1: it is. We're not using flip phones anymore. Right. I mean, I mean, embrace it. I'm 50 yeah. years old. I'm embracing it. It's crazy. I mean, I
0: embrace it too, but I'm just yeah. talking about, I mean, it's, it's,
1: it's just like, it, it's like 50 years, 30 years ago, guys sitting around complaining about the flasher. It's yeah. the same thing. But there weren't like there.
0: emergency meetings and votes to make it illegal <laughs> and things like that. It's,
1: It dude if you're a crappie fisherman and you've seen you've seen it you can drop the jig i can tell the head from the tail on a crappie oh yeah Yeah, yeah, it's amazing so who's the
0: who's the top guys now did i name a guy at the beginning that is that yeah
1: he's really good he's really good he was one that completely benefited early on from the live scope he embraced it where i'm out there going i don't understand yet Mm -hmm. but it took me two years to even figure it out so
0: so yeah. who else is there? If you were to name the top five crappie guys going, oh, I know this is geez. controversial or whatever, yeah. but just get oh, throw out
1: some names to follow. There's a, there's a gentleman in Alabama named Eric Cagle. He's really good. Um, little Matthew Rogers, young kid. These are all younger Is he guys. related to you? No, no. Thank goodness he's a hot mess. So he's a good kid. He, he's really good at it. Um, there's a kid down in, uh, oh, geez, there's a Jeffries kid that has won, he won two classics this year. Um, he's from Grenada, Mississippi. So this, it's the younger generation where I can read them on live scope. I can see the crappie on live scope. I can catch them all day long. I can't catch them fast enough. That sounds ridiculous because my whole career in crappie fishing was me going fast. Well, now that I'm old, when I pitch out there, it might take me three pitches to land on their nose. These kids are landing their jig on these crappies' nose every day. Single drop. Their efficiency is unbelievable for these young kids, and they're blowing my I'll, they're blowing my doors off. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Wow. So, yeah. Now the bass is completely different. You still have bedding tournaments You have top water terms. You have grass tournaments. You it's yep. not. That's why I like the bass. You still this wide open array. Not every tournament is going to be one live scope. But I think you had Michael Neal on here, and he went through. You know his yeah, Neal Not very series.
0: many. So this no. is not something where we're seeing the crappie world where it's like oh my gosh, it's a hundred percent of this stuff. What what you're saying, and you're probably one of the few guys that can talk on the authority of this. Sure. There is no way that forward-facing sonar can take over the tournament bass fishing scene like it took over the crappie scene. Absolutely it's just not, not gonna freaking yeah. happen.
1: Okay, how are you gonna live scope when they're on the bed Or in
0: a bush or in
1: a hydrilla? Now you can see them in hydrilla a little bit, but it's it's not going to dominate. I so this is my second year, I won. Uh, my first bass tournament last year at lake of the ozarks um it was right at the tail end of the great big umbrella offshore jerk baiting thing and i went and tried it in practice and i didn't see any at lake of the ozarks they were catching 28 29 pounds at lake of the ozarks live scoping forward facing i went down to the dam where all this and i didn't see any the next day it was a solo pro which is a regional thing here in missouri oklahoma arkansas um 125 boats and i did what I did in crabfish. I ran all the way up the river. My good buddy, Blake Felix turned me on to these fish the week before I turned my life scope off and I threw my jig on the bank and I caught 20 plus pounds. I won the wow. turtle, not using my life scope. Mm-hmm. So it, yes, it's not, not every tournament in bass fishing is going to be one. Like everyone knows that. It's a great tool. It's an amazing tool. You better learn it because there's a lot of tournaments that are going to be one with it for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. But you said you thought that your your. you uh, skill with it developed through the crappie fishing definitely helped with your transition to the NPFL and the MLF stuff over the last year and a half.
1: Yeah. The first year I started bass fishing, I didn't know what I was. I was a hot mess. I had every rod, every bait. I, I didn't know what I was good at. And I, wasn't. Um, and I started out last year in the NPFL going at Cumberland. And I said, I need to look at them. I have to see these fish. I know what a fish looks like on scope. I know that it's not lying to me. I need to have a plus one jerkbait in my hand and a drop shot and look at these fish and try to catch them. So for sure.
0: And that's what you did. And then, I mean, heck you were right in the mix for the angler of the year going into the final couple derb. I mean, was that a surprise to you? Were you like, Holy cow. Like I'm, I'm, I'm right there and I'm 18 months into my bass fishing journey.
1: No, I needed it. I need to justify being here. Right. I need to justify to the bass fishing world. that I belong to to be here. Right. I mean, I don't, I may never win a a big event, but I just, I want to do good. Everyone wants to do good. It Mm -hmm. sure makes your drive home a lot better. And you know what I'm talking about when you're driving 20 hours home from Florida and you got a paycheck. I've been to Florida twice now. And I've heard all these people say, I hate Florida. I hate Florida. I love it. I've never seen so many bass in my entire life on live scope than the two (laughs) Florida events I fished, And I got a paycheck in both of them. Now I'm going down there next week. Um, we're gonna I'm gonna stop off at the headwaters. I'm gonna fish there for a week to get my Florida uh legs underneath me and then go to Okeechobee. I think it's gonna be a little different with more grass, but I can't wait to go. I can't wait to go to Okeechobee. I've heard about it my whole life. You know, it's historical bass fishery and I've never been there. I can't wait to go.
0: And you're going a lot this year. 12, possibly 13 tournaments. You've decided to jump into the invitationals as well as the NPFL back for their third season. I want to dive into that. We're going to take our first break of the show and we dive into it. I want to because, I mean, behind the scenes, there's been some questions. Is, the, is there going to be at pfl i mean that's yeah. not i don't think that's a secret i don't think that let the cat out of the bag like there's been some some changes some format changes you've got a hundred grand how many guys actually signed up how many guys haven't what the deal is are you willing and able to, to talk about what's going on with the mpfl this year kevin
1: absolutely all right absolutely.
0: we are talking with crappie legend <laughs> and Bass tournament at Angler now Kevin Rogers, BTL on a Tuesday, January 24th. We will be back right after this.
2: Introducing HDS Pro. Watch fish reacting to your lure live with Active Target 2. Get game-changing clarity in the megahertz range with the new active imaging HD sonar. Find the richest fishing spots with SeaMaps charts. Take full control of your boat with the ultimate fishing system. HDS Pro.
3: The more you see, the more you catch. The new Puma STS has been redesigned from the ground up. With the angler, design, function and performance in mind, nothing on this new offering was compromised and the only thing carried over from the previous version is the name.
1: You need one legendary brand. Top one on Strike King.
2: Hey, guys, Gerald Swindle, representing the AFCO Hydronaut. This is the jacket I love wearing when times is tough, and I'm talking about the weather, not the fishing. The jacket, what I like, I got a double cup right here. I can seal up the bottom of my jacket, because when you're fishing, you're holding your arms up. You're bad about getting water that runs downhill. Everything bends good. I'm long arm. Look, it fits very comfortable. My arms are flexible. I've got the speed hood on, pouring down rain. I can get everything zipped up. One thing they did is they made plenty of pocket space. If you ain't got enough pockets in a Hydronaut rain suit, you just got too much stuff from the water brain that's 30k baby 30 times the reason you ain't gonna get wet super warm if it's cold in the winter time you put on your hydronaut you're gonna be a much more comfortable person if you don't just look sexy at dairy queen wear your hydronaut we got it from small to 5x most rain gear does not come in that many sizes you got waist adjusting strap we can make it fit you no matter what the environment is we want you to be comfortable we want you to be dry you gotta check it out they ain't gonna let you down
4: elite series pro Derek gleason here my pro Guide batteries keep me going on those long tournament days and long practice days always plenty of juice never fail the best part about pro Guide batteries it's the people behind the company they have over 40 years experience in the battery business keeping all of us fishermen out on the water longer catching more fish check them out at proguidebatteries.com
2: what's up bass talk live fans brandon Polinick here
0: All right, welcome back, BTL, on a Tuesday. Supposed to be a snowy Tuesday here in uh, in Oklahoma. Six inches of snow expected Ooh. in the area. Frank Scalish makes the journey down from, uh, from Ohio. But you guys get a lot of snow up in Kansas City. Aren't you guys kind of right along that, kind of right on that line of you get the, you kind of like Oklahoma here. You get the yeah. crappy snow, like not enough to like cross country ski on, but like enough to be a pain in the butt a couple yeah, times a year.
1: Similar to your guys' weather, right? I'm only two hours from Grand Lake, so yeah. it's similar weather. Yeah. More ice and it's just, it's we get all we get it all we get a little bit of everything
0: uh, all right i got questions about the mpfl but our listeners also have questions uh for you so uh, let's knock a couple of those out real quick and then we'll get to the mpfl all right. I, I will i will field one crappie question for kevin rogers and i like it one crappie question only and frank sal gets that crappie question he said what are some good techniques for catching crappie and grass
1: Ooh! wow That's a I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna answer it.
0: (laughs) No, 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 no. I'm not I'm I'm just I'm just throwing it out there to the expert. Like I said, we could do a whole show on this because I don't what you what I don't think you realize is what you've done, what Soakup's done to some extent with me talking about what the number of guys have done is they've taken a a whole group of guys who don't deer hunt or who deer hunt but still keep their their bass boats in the water, and they've discovered there's two major benefits of this deal with the crappie one it's like live scoping it's like live scoping forward-facing uh technology live site uh active target it's like using your active target with a uh with a uh what is that called where they run with the uh parachute it's like It's like weight training with a parachute, right? If you're a sprinter. So the crappie art, and then when you get to the bass in the year and you clip that parachute off, you're like, oh my gosh, I I am so accurate. I can put it on fish. You mean I'm cast into a brush pile with fish in it instead of a fish that's actually moving in an eight mile an hour wind. So there's that benefit. Plus it's freaking fun.
1: Oh, and I've, I've heard a lot of bass guys say, and I see them respond like the Mark Davis. I saw one of his posts and he was crappie fishing in the winter where he lives. And some guys like, ah, Crappie fishing will not make you a better bass fishing. That's BS. That's 100%. total BS. You're still on a body of water. You're still having to find the fish. You're still having to read your electronics. I agree with you. It it's helps more
0: you. difficult. It helps you understand your forward-facing yeah. sonar. It helps you stay active on the water. And like I said, it's freaking fun. I'm not a hunter. Right. When it gets to be October, I start, and I love that, basically, Halloween through April, yeah time period and right. you get that cold snap and you're like holy cow it's it's gonna go down it's yeah. the most relaxing enjoyable thing uh that i could do and i'm getting better as an angler i don't know Absolutely. how i ended up on this freaking rant right now but <laughs> i ended up on it but because what i'm saying is there's a fishing helps you become a okay this right. is how yeah. i got to it there were some yeah. questions on btl bass talk live mm-hmm. about crappie but i think guys like you and a number of others there's a big subculture of these guys who over the last two or three years have think fig- have understood the same exact thing oh, and sure. now they're going out and crappie fishing i have btl listeners that send me pictures of like hey dude i got into the crappie stuff two years ago look at this school that I found look at these crappie right. that I caught and I go through it you know they're like dude I've been out four times and I've caught two and I was like I did the same thing sure I was like I did the same thing it took me six months until I was like I'm gonna catch them today it was like I might be able right. to get on an easy one
1: my favorite way to catch a crappie before live scope and now after live scope my favorite way is hand-to-hand combat with braid I use only braid I use a long 11 foot signature series or odd, of course, but in a quarter ounce jig head, which is a big lead head and a yeah. four inch bait. And yeah. I Tamiki bait. Yes, that's what I've been doing forever. And I love catching them off of the timber. So I go to Lake Fork. I go to Lake of the Pines. Texas is the, the biggest crappie in the world, live in Grenada, Mississippi and Mississippi. And those fish down there are like white bass. They move nonstop the crappie in Texas will nose themselves up against a piece of timber. Just like you can see them on live scope. I, I have a video of Lake of the Pines. I had three, two pound crappie just like this. And I reached down and caught all three of them, you know, three different drops. I love Mm -hmm. when the crappie are nosed up against the timber up for the guys to answer his question. I never fish grass. So I'm the worst. I've never caught a crappie out of grass in my life. I live in Missouri. There is no grass lakes. There is no, I mean, There might be some down south, but I've never caught crappie out of grass. I love dirty, dingy, shallow water and the fish that are on the timber. I'm a timber guy when it comes to crappie fishing.
0: Did that whole rant that I just went on start with a question but, about catching crappie out of yeah, grass? I think yeah, it did. Well,
1: I was reading one of Mark Davis's posts where he was crappie yeah. fishing. All these people are saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. doesn't help you become a better bass fisherman. Bull. Of yeah. course it does. And sure. then
0: you even answered the second question because Matt Looney wanted to know if you'd ever caught a two-pound crappie.
1: Oh, yeah. Matt Looney is my roommate, unfortunately, <laughs> for the MPFL. I love Matt Looney. Matt good. Looney
0: also knows more about batteries than anyone else. And last year we did a show that I was – I'll be honest. I was a little scared to do it, and it was. I basically tagged it as Matt asks Matt dumb questions about batteries because he's (laughs) with Pro Guide Batteries, and I'm 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 very. uh,
3: It's. I'm I I
0: know embarrassingly little about the batteries. Like so much that I ran the AGMs last year. Oh,
1: geez, don't do that. Well, I'm not this year. I've got the (laughs) lithiums.
0: I I lead that to say I've got the lithiums, and I had two or three questions that I was going to, I called Matt to ask him and I said, well, hell, it's been a year. Let's just get you on the show. So Matt is going to be tomorrow's guest on BTO. We're going to revisit that. We're going to ask dumb lithium questions now it. with I Matt Looney. So, so Matt Looney from ProGuide on
1: the show tomorrow. He was also troll. So My favorite is when I, every time I have any issue in my boat, I could blow my lower unit. I call Matt and ask him if it's my batteries. And he always tells me, Kevin, it's not the batteries. And he's always right. It's never the batteries. (laughs) Oh, he he was
0: complete. He was like, oh yeah, Kevin was convinced or something one time. And it wasn't, I don't know. I'm probably not even supposed to talk about it, but there may or may not. There may or may not be a certain app that is, or is it available to where, like these batteries are so smart now like i'm sitting oh, probably, here on yeah. btl looking at every cell of my lithiums Isn't right now and know that they're fully charged and and it's not the it's not the sea monster app folks right. it's it's yeah. freaking cool you know what it i'm is. talking
1: about oh yeah pro guide's coming out with some really cool stuff it, i
0: mean look i could look at every single deal and be like yeah everything i mean there's literally nothing that could go wrong i got full power on absolutely right. everything and then i can go up here and uh and i can change the battery and look at the other lithium and i'm good to awesome. go i'm doing yeah. btl and i know that if i want to go hop in i'm good to go that's very
1: cool <clears throat> all right uh did we cover that good enough well no because we we got... i'm not a grass crappie you guys so yeah no
0: but i meant i got the question and that's fine um npfl what the hell's going on over there kevin yeah,
1: let's talk about that before i talk about the npfl i want to say for me personally my whole life um bass is the the elite. The elites are the elites. It's the greatest tournament trail ever. I think everyone who's ever bass fished, like you said, imagines themselves as a kid winning the Bassmaster Classic. I did it out of an aluminum flat-bottom 10-foot boat with my electrical – Electric trolling motor, hand hand electric trolling motor, and twelve volt battery that I'd haul out of the back of my truck, and I win. I would win the Bassmaster Classic because I'm using my silver Big O right crank bait. That's the only thing I threw as a kid. Wait,
0: no, 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 oh, no, yeah, no. Favorite no, bait. the chrome
1: black back Big O. I I still throw it today i caught Dude, do you bass on it at lake Harpoon, you realize I that's
0: think. the only crankbait i used as a kid that was the only thing my dad greatest. would buy my dad would buy a bunch before we went up yes. to canada every year chrome blackback big o to this day 2023 this day my dad's 75 70 you think he just turned 76 years old if i have a crappy tournament a crappy open yeah. guess what his first question is did, did you, you throw, throw the big, big o, o?
1: I have a whole box. I went on eBay and bought every single old big O I could find. I think the big O was the original. Like, or. do you have the original Fred oh, Young's? I yes, I have those. Like I have the some. big ones? Oh, absolutely. Really? Absolutely. I have some of the I still have some of the G finish, which is amazing. I wish somebody would come out with it. Frank has talked about it on the show. And if you don't remember the G finish, big O, that thing was awesome. It was like a bright silver. Frank will talk about it. It's okay. cool. I still have some of those. I caught last year, I mean, I caught five keeper bass on a chrome and black big O last year.
0: In derbies. Absolutely. 100%. Oh, dude, I need to freaking yeah. break it out because I haven't thrown it. I've right? not thrown it in the derbies.
1: I think that's the cool thing about fishing. We all get in this, especially bass fishing, all this stuff and all this new stuff and I cast There's 7 million new l- They still catch fish. Yeah, <laughs> love, yeah, love, yeah no, them. you're right. So, anyway, MPFL, what I was going to say, the Bassmasters um, is the ultimate. The opens is the way to get there. For me, what I found out, I fished a bunch of Toyotas. I fished some opens. I really, really suck when there's a co angler in my boat because I'm a human being. And I care about the guy behind me like way too much. I care if he had a good experience. I cared if he caught fish. I don't want to front in him. I don't put my boat in people are That's stupid. stupid. I can't do it. I cannot screw the co-angler. I can't do it. It's not in my nature. Um, I'm probably one of the greatest draws ever. If you're in a Toyota event, you hit me, you're going to get a check and I'm not. Um, I've had big bass caught out of the back of my boat four times in the Toyos and I've never gotten a check. I care way <laughs> too much about the guy in the back of my boat. I shouldn't be like that. I know I should be, it's all about me. I can't do it. Yeah. So the Opens for me, um, I know I'm not good enough to go fish the Opens and make the Elite Series. What I love to? Of course, I'm jealous of every person on the Elite Series. Of course, um, there's 170-plus guys that think they can make the Elites this year, it looks like only how many of them go nine
0: nine
1: yeah a lot of guys are gonna get not they're not gonna get in the elites right so what where i'm going is um i think a bunch of those guys a ton of them could make a lot of money in the mpfl if they put the money if they put their efforts toward it to me i have fished hundreds and hundreds i don't know how many i try to figure out how many tournaments i've actually fished in my life i can't count that high it's it's (laughs) 500 plus but wow the npfl it runs the best tournament runs the best tournament i have ever fished in my entire life from the moment you get there in the morning to the time you went in it is the it is a well-oiled machine there's no guessing there's no you know exactly what you're going to do where you're supposed to be and it's just a well-oiled machine every single person that has fished them will tell you that it's a big brotherhood. There's no cutthroat. It's a bunch of good guys. Have they had some mess ups? Of course, right. It's a new tournament trail. They didn't get the numbers this year that they wanted. Um, I can say this: there's going to be a tournament trail this year for the MPFL. Um, they have 75 people signed up. or 75 guys going to go fish for a hundred thousand dollars. First place, 20th place is going to pay somewhere seven thousand dollars. It is financially it's going to be the best tournament trail out there and no one's fishing it and i think let this year pass i think next year i think there'll be a waiting list for the mpfl to i people laugh about oh the mpfl's laughing stock i've heard that several times in my dms on my social media i, I don't I haven't, I haven't i haven't heard that oh, I, I really have not i heard it all the time i don't care i fished it i i'm one, I'm telling you, it is a great I, tournament trail.
0: I honestly, I mean, dude, I'm in the industry. I haven't yeah. heard that. I've heard more people that were that are more impressed that the MPFL has overcome the hurdles that it has sure. with the canceled championship, with uh, the scheduling and yeah. canceled days to start yep. this past year, with uh overcoming uh you know when they announced and the hundred thousand and the entry fee and all that like i've heard more people be like dude it's amazing that they're still around and still still thriving you know supposedly with it and then you look at the guys that have come out of it uh with the uh the dude from california who just made
1: Brent smith so you should yeah. have him on. He no, is. he was
0: super cool. I met him. He made the top yeah. 10 at Hartwell with me. Watch and then, him this year. Watch s- him this year. That so guy, Brian Smith and Up and Keith Carson yeah. and Taylor Watkins. And yeah. you look at the guys that have come out of it. And then, you know, obviously you had uh, Elite Series guys in, in, uh Jason Williamson and Patrick Walters yeah. come over and fish it this yeah. year. Uh, no, I, I, I feel like they've made a, a very – very good job of legitimizing the league over the three years and they had a number of different things happen at any point i don't think anyone would have blamed them if they said hey we're throwing in the towel at this point and everyone would have been like yeah that that's a legitimate reason for
1: yeah and if you know paul michelle al and uh uh, brad if you know them that's not that's not in them, right? They want to succeed. They're going to do whatever they, they can. I mean, they're there every single morning. You know, the ownership group's there at you know at 4.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're the first ones there. I'm on early risers, so I'm like the second boat in the water, and I sit there and see how hard they work. Um, they're putting in the work for sure. Um, is it is it Tommy Sanders and Mark Zona? Of course not. There's only one of those. There can only be one of those. That's yep. the ultimate. But, man, there's a lot of guys. The 170 of these guys signed up to go lose money in the opens. Th- these are some amazing fishermen that are way better than me. I made 30 some thousand dollars in PFL last year. These guys can come do that in the MPFL. Now, I mean, look at me. I'm fishing the MLF invitation yeah. against Wheeler and all these. Would I rather do that or fish the MPFL where I'm at in my career? My goal is to get a check. I want to fish the MPFL.
0: And you're trying to get better. So what, it looks yeah. like what they did then. So, they had a schedule and you got the, the MPFL came out with their schedule kind of before everything yeah, else did. Bad mistake, bad and it mistake. and then it was there were some conflicts with the invitationals. There were <laughs> some conflicts with the opens. They were they were doing a six thousand dollar. Let me see if I get anything wrong here, jump in. They were doing sure. a six thousand dollar entry fee with a hundred thousand dollar payout and a championship at the end of the year. Right. And what they found out what basically happened was you had deposits that were due for the opens and you had deposits that were due for the invitational. So like me, before I make a cast in the opens, I got to pay $7,200. I got to sure. pay eight $800 in an open. And yeah. once that money's in there, if I'm like, hey, yeah, I decided not to fish it, then I don't have to pay the remaining thousand, but I eat that 800. Right. So then what ended up happening was all these dates that your deposits had to be in came and went. So guys are now signed up for the invitationals. Guys are now right. signed up for the opens. And the MPFL went, okay, we are lacking our numbers because even though we went up to a hundred grand, we also increased the entry fee to six thousand.
1: Right. And you came out with your schedule first.
0: You need yeah. A- and, and so it was on top. So then what yeah. they did was they said hey we'll drop it back down to what 52 5300 yeah 5200 was it was it a hundred thousand originally no, no, it, was it was only, only fifty thousand. right 50. okay so here's what they did afterwards sorry you should have jumped in i told you, if you got anything wrong <laughs> jump in kevin I try to keep up so then they went down to 52 or 5300 for the entry fee and up the first right. place payout to a hundred grand but in order yes. to get the guys who wanted to do it, they would have to eat five to eight thousand dollars in deposits to go back and sign up for the NPFL. So then the NPFL go back to the table and they restructured the schedule a little bit so more guys could get in. And that's right. kind of where we are right now, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean the timing was bad on their part. They're, you know, they're doing everything they can to keep going, which they which they did. Um, their timing was bad. Um, they did move the first event, what helped me greatly i was going to have to miss one of the events because they had uh they had amistad the first event for the mpfl on top of clark's hill they now have moved amistad to the championship and brought in pickwick for the first event and my schedule i'm going to be able to fish all 12 of these both tournament trails without overlapping i do have a couple where i leave one event and go to the other which is fine they're not on top of each other so it actually helped um keith carson signed up after they did that he he joined back up which i hate to see because you don't want to compete against him that guy's He's pretty good <laughs> so i'm joking it's great you want all these you want to fish against the best honestly i'm joking about that but yeah so it, they they've had some bumps um they they know they need to straighten out and do and be consistent each year but if you are the third chair in the bass fishing world make your schedule come out third that seems pretty easy, but I mean, that's that's me talking. I'm not, uh, I don't own the business, so I hate you. So, um, you're yeah.
0: basically fishing the trail that's got like the best payout and then the trail that's got the worst payout. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> the, isn't invitationals? That- right. they, the invitationals because <laughs> they get the invitational sucks. There's no other way to say it when it comes. You, I mean, I'm fishing them, I
1: love them. You know, I, I know it's it's not, it's a it's it, it I mean, is they, they, pay, they do pay down 50 places, I believe. Correct, right? yeah. So Correct. I'm looking for 50th place at Okeechobee here in uh, a couple weeks for sure. So. Okay,
0: you got to be excited though. That's a lot of bass fishing at a, at a high level, Kevin.
1: Uh, that's what I, I'm, what it's going to do. It's going to take away from my, not all my fun fishing. I have a little aluminum boat with a nine, nine that I can come home from work and I'll go fish. I have a little hammer leg. which is full of four and five pounders, five minutes from my house. I bought this boat just for that lake. So I'll still do some of that, but it, it'll take away from um, any exploratory. I used to go, like two weeks, I would go to Texas. I would just get open my phone. i just go lake to lake to lake. I can't do that anymore, but that's fine. I want to do this while I can still walk. You know, I'm 50, so. You
0: got <laughs> like know. another 30 years in you.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Well, um, your dad
0: was doing it. Is still what seven mid seventies
1: seventy five standing. Yeah, that's up another quarter
0: century, man.
1: He's in a lot better shape than me. I need to get in better shape. You'll be you'll be, uh,
0: you'll be a hair. grizzled bass veteran by then. I,
1: yeah, I feel like it already. I feel you'll like it already.
0: you'll you're you'll be bitter. <laughs> you'll be angry. You'll right. be broke. Yeah, <laughs> that's <true. laughs> You'll be that's true. You'll be complaining about everything.
1: Absolutely. I hope not. The joy oh, will just, be I completely just, sucked <laughs> out of you. <laughs> It is amazing coming from the crappie side of the bass side, how much, I'm not hating on the bass guys, how much they actually complain <laughs> is absolutely amazing to me. I didn't hear the complaining on the crappie side. Really? Um, yeah, no. You just went crappie fishing. It was like a social event. There's a lot of, so you could, it doesn't seem like you're ever going to make the bass guys happy. No matter what, you could make it a million no. dollar payout and someone's going to bitch about it. It's, unbelie- it's weird to me, but I just like, I just show up smile go to the way in whether i have two fish or 20 pounds and i'm just glad to be there i just love it i love it
0: okay so let me ask you this then you were really good at on the crappie side uh -hmm. one of the best do you feel like uh if you're a good angler regardless of what species it it translates to other species within reason like if you're good and catch fish you're good and catch fish it might take you a little bit to get the hang of it but like You don't suck at crappie and are great at bass Or great at bass and suck at catfish Like if you want to get Like are there Do you feel like they're just You either get it or you don't
1: Sure I think it's Okay It's passion Right It's uh, There's some guys that are um, I think you um, I heard Zona say Some people are killers Right They have the killer mindset When it comes Mm -hmm. to bass fishing That's not me I don't have a killer I don't wake up and go I'm going to beat you today I don't have that I don't John Soakup does Yes sir Yes (laughs) nice. (laughs) <laughs> I got I got to I got to room with him last year at the yeah. NCFL. I'm going to miss that guy because he thinks the opposite of me. I'm happy, I get up, I'm ready to go. He is, he is, I am going to kick <laughs> your butt today. I don't have yeah. that. Now that's a killer instinct, but there's also passion. If you're passionate about something, no matter what it is, if it's chess, if it's bowling, whatever it is, you can become good at just through you know, like anything. Right, yep. like working out or or whatever it is, if you're passionate about it, I think you can be good at it for sure. But there are people that are just naturally gifted. You're seeing that in the bass fishing world right now. There's a guy out there that's just he's blowing everyone's doors off. John has it. I can't wait to see John on the elites this year. It's gonna be awesome.
0: I right, I think there's I think I've said this before. I think he's gonna do some stuff with this forward facing sonar that make everybody go uh what?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Patrick Walters has it too. Like, I mean, he is definitely up. There. I
0: think John's better than Patrick. Oh, I think wow. John is the best, the I best forward-facing sonar guy on a professional tour right now.
1: He gets it.
0: Like, he I'd put, it. I would put money on that. Like, if it. they were to have a, if you were to take everybody with active target, everybody with the hummingbird imaging, and everybody with the live scope. And have a skills challenge somehow, like in a Olympic sized pool with stuff.
1: <laughs> he would put it on their nose.
0: Soak up, <laughs> soak up takes the gold on that. Good. Like, I'm willing to go out on the limb and say that
1: it's good. Um, at Watts Bar this year, I had a, a set of stumps underneath the water. Um, and I'm coming in there. I, I got a paycheck, I was doing really good. I was catching all my fish on active targets or mm-hmm. live scope. I actually use a live scope on the stumps, doing a 10 inch worm on these stumps and my last spot before way and i need one fish to jump up i come in there there's patrick and john both of my stuff <laughs> so i'm i like, oh, okay, nah, going to weigh in <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm done so um i'm very fortunate that i'm 50 years old i i own a construction company uh in kansas city missouri we do government healthcare design build government work which is very very difficult i have some of the most amazing employees ever. Um,
0: you got a bunch of employees.
1: I got a bunch of them. Like, I mean, you
0: have a, you, you have a high stress job with a lot yeah. of responsibilities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But I have, uh, it is amazing. These people that I've hired, we, they eat the week. there's <laughs> <First laughs> a weak employee, we fire them and get another one in. They take care of each other. They work for each other. It's great to see. They don't see that very, they, they voted our company top 10 best places to work in kansas city missouri so i've got some people like they're they'll hey sorry to bother you when you're fishing boss but i got a question you know it's it's great i couldn't where i am in my life with yeah. my with my marriage and my my professional career and you
0: got seven kids too
1: we have seven children <laughs> Seven children, a bad fishing <laughs> habit, and a construction company. Fishing two <laughs> trails with a construction company. My wife is a saint. I owe her all the credit. Most women wouldn't put up with this crap, right? There's a lot. It's a lot. She she supports me and says, go do it. She, When I do bad, she feels bad, right? My first yeah. year out on the NPFL, I sucked so bad. I did horrible. And she... She wasn't used to it, right? She's used to the crypto world. Here's a check. Here's a trophy. Here's a new sponsorship. Here's everything else. And I suck and She's like, Well, this is weird. I've never seen this, this Kevin before. So she's a, she's huge to have that support for sure.
0: Are you good for one more segment? Absolutely. Okay. Cause when I, yeah. when we come back, I do, you mentioned the sponsorship. You mentioned that one of the things oh, yeah. that when I met you, when I saw you at that first lake, like I'd heard about you obviously through Soka, but I was like, Holy cow, here's a guy that has like, we had like the stickers on the same place on our trucks, yeah. like the same boat, the same raid yeah. gear and sponsors. And I was like, this is weird. It's like, I'm like looking at, at it's. <laughs> anyway, so I want to yep. talk about that. I want to talk about um, how your sponsor, personal sponsorship, has it transitioned from the crappie the to the bass world? If you had to find all that new stuff, it's Tuesday, right. January 24th, talking with Kevin Rogers on BTL and we will be back we got new commercials new commercials kevin i got three new commercials i I love it i like the new commercials i'm always trying to get the new commercials in to keep it fresh so uh uh, we'll be back btl right after this
5: i'm the kind of guy that never leaves a house without a pocket knife and gamagatsu has come out with the edc series of knives edc stands for everyday carry so whether you're on the water or off you can always have it with you The best thing about it to me is that assisted open feature. With this D2 blade, you've got it right here at your fingertips. So if you can't find your scissors, you need to cut a knot, you need to cut your braid. You've always got it. Make sure you check it out. Never leave home without your Gamagatsu EDC knife.
3: Preparation is key to success. And that preparation starts well before you ever hit the water. You're only as strong as your connection to the fish, and your line is that critical connection. Confidence in your line every minute of every day on the water is a necessity, and failure, it's not an option. Sunline makes the fluorocarbon, nylon, and braided lines to give you the strength to guarantee your confidence.
5: The great thing about the new Sensation Soft Plastics from Big Bite Baits, heavily scented. Super soft, buoyant, comes in seven great new shapes. I've got a couple of them of my signature series, the cliffhanger worm and the ram tail craw. Great for a flipping jig, football jig, swim jig, all that, several other great shapes. Really excited about it. We've worked over the last year, catches fish all over the country. And I think it's gonna catch fish for people everywhere you try it.
4: The Spro Little John crankbait has been around for almost 15 years, and it is one of my go to crankbaits whenever I need a fish in the boat. So, you can never have enough new colors. That's why Spro is coming out with a handful of new colors, including Pearl Shad, which has this bleached out white look, but it's got this pearlescent, really, really pretty. We've got Copper Shad, which looks amazing in the water. It's got that purple flake on the back, really, really pops in the water. And then if you want some real pop, we've got Sparkle Shad, nothing but sparkles all over this thing. And then last but not least, we've got the Matte Sexy Shad, just a really different looking color for a crankbait. So you want to give them a little different look, that Matte Sexy Shad is definitely the one to go with. All these colors are available in the original Little John and
1: the MD. Are you looking to install your own fishing electronics? The solution is the Bass Tank Power Harness. It takes the guesswork out of installation. No more voltage issues or interference. Designed by an engineer so that you can get professional results right there in your own garage. Installation done right with the help of the Bass Tank Power Harness. You can feel confident knowing that your installation was done right. The Bass Tank Power Harness. Give us a call or order yours today at thebasstank.com.
0: Have you considered purchasing new electronics for your rig? The type of mounts you choose to protect your investment should be part of the decision-making process. No matter if you prefer one, two, or three graphs up front, Beatdown Outdoors has a solution for you. Adjustable, versatile, rigid, and made in the USA. What's your ultimate electronics setup? Check out the full selection of Beatdown Outdoors products by visiting beatdownoutdoors.com.
5: Having confidence in your tackle while on the water is one of the main things to success in my opinion. In the last couple of years with Denali, I've had just that from anything from spinning rods, casting rods, tungsten products, even now to casting and spinning reels. I have the confidence to go out there and get the job done and know that all my equipment is gonna handle it and do it just the way I want it. The thing about Denali is you've got great quality products at a great price point. So make sure you check them out.
0: All right, welcome back, BTL on a Tuesday, talking with uh, TNPFL and MLF Invitational Angler. Wow, that's a lot of acronyms, and I got it through it. Kevin Rogers. Uh, So I think the deal was... So they have to go with TNPFL, like the national, because I think there was some sort of like cricket league over in some country or something like that that was known as like the NPFL. So they had to go with the TNPFL back in the day. But uh, one of the commercials that we ran there uh, and a lot of our listeners are very familiar with it was the beatdown which I was kind of proud of my voice over there. I actually was awesome. came up with the script you did and everything. Good. And I think that was Brad from the, NP- the TNPFL that was, that that was, was actually in that. So that commercial like has no no uh, text with it. So I had to come up and then voice over right. it. But uh, something that I didn't realize, you said you had one of the first, and we've had Blake, uh, Blake yeah, oh, from... Cool. Mm -hmm. price from he's been in studio and kind of gone through the whole process of how it's like a family business and all that but you had like the first First kind of finished
1: prototype done yeah he chased me down the lake one day um they're big crappie fishermen they're they're from sedalia missouri that's where all those are made so it's close to truman lake so i've known blake and for a long time through the crappie fishing world i was fishing um and he following me and he's and i stopped he's like man i got this mount i want to show you that's when life scope first came out so he was on top of it and i looked i'm like man i do not want a mount that moves i don't want that that sounds ridiculous to me i because kind of i kind of poo-pooed it at first <laughs> and then i went to i put it on um helped him out you know Fremont. who's gonna who's gonna turn that down i went up to mille Lacs Lake and went out there on that Freaking ocean of a, a body of water, and that thing never moved. The way he has designed this thing is the way uh, telescoping mm-hmm. mount should be. I crank that thing up every single time I go fishing. I am so used to even when I'm throwing my jerk bait or a buzz bait, I still have it up, and I'm looking at it nonstop. I'm just used to it being up now. To where it's, I've never hit it with my rod or my reel. It's, it, it is made correct. It's, it's, it's awesome. It is the ultimate. For sure. Yeah.
0: So you probably spent more time. Yeah. You, know, you have spent more time than anybody with your graph mount. What is it? 33, 36 inches. It's like a, de- yeah. think of it like a standing desk, right? So your right. mount's actually like in front of you. It looks weird. It looks like power poles did when they first came out, where everybody Definitely. was like, those things look stupid. How did they not right. hit the motor? How did blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I, I, I've said this. I think it, I think that the telescoping mounts, obviously. Beat down first to the game with a with a functional, sure. well made quality mount. I mean, they're they're seven hundred bucks. They're not cheap.
1: I was watching uh, Redcrest here yesterday. I had it recorded on my DVR. And I'm looking at Dustin Connell and these guys looking all the way down, live scoping. That's not. I think that's oh, done, man. I, I I'm that saying man.
0: Th- these are these <laughs> mounts are expensive. Like they are. There's no other way around that. But they're well made. And that's the key. You're not ended up with this. And so I think, and I said this off air, I think this mm-hmm. is the, what you're you're going to see with the telescoping mounts, specifically the beatdowns, since they're the best in the first of the market like this yeah. is, they will be the power pole of, uh, yeah. of the mounts and everyone will have one and it'll be like, Hey, remember when we used to look six right. feet down to see our graphs?
1: And I don't do it. I'm so used to it being up now. It helps my neck. Um, i think eventually they'll come on your bass cat boat right it'll be an mm-hmm. option you put on your basscat that's what it, it has to get there staring down this lights the forward the forward facing sonar is not going away we got to keep up right and well that that beat down first to the market it's amazing and you, you know, can do you one, have one, one
0: two or three single double trip single right. double stack or triple stack with the shorty and they got all sorts of other stuff but yep. but you're the I'll first try. one i actually was in the boat with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we we spent a day crappie fishing and yep. it, was, it was incredibly impressive how good you are. It's yeah, it's very impressive. Um, but you that was kind of the first full day that I had yep. ever spent with one. Uh, yeah,
1: it looks ridiculous. It looks to where we just up stand up there. up there, but it yeah. doesn't get in the way. It does not. Pretty awesome. Yeah.
0: And then what cat are you running this year?
1: I have the new. Uh, so this year uh, I ran the new Puma, the brand new one. Um, I I was a Cougar guy forever so this was my first non-cougar, um, bass cat. I have the new Puma, man. <laughs> it's amazing. I or- I have another one coming. Um, I have another one coming in a month. So I ordered the Puma again. It's, uh, it is quite the fishing machine. It is unbelievable how wide it is, how the fish ability. Um, the one complaint about a bass cat is how narrow it was up front. Well, that new, the new Puma winds it up. It's, it's, it's a great bass boat. I'm, I'm just lucky enough. I've been sponsored by Bass Cat as a crappie fisherman for wow, going on 10 years now. So I was a champion guy before that. Whenever champion went out of business is when mm-hmm. I joined Bass Cat. I'm getting sold and all of it run together, but uh, I'm just proud to be part of the Bass Cat family as being a crappie fisherman. So,
0: yeah. How many, yeah. there's, yeah, there's not that many of the crappie guys that are
1: no, no. Um, guys No. So. Uh, when I, when I, you know, I was at the top of the food chain in the crappie world. And when my dad retired, and I said I'm going to do this bass thing, I was a little, little hesitant, a little scared. What my sponsors were going to say? <laughs> were they going to, were they not going to sponsor me anymore? Because I wanted to go chase this bass stuff. And it's actually been the opposite, which mm-hmm. surprised me. My my fishing career is exploding now because of I have the knowledge of all the crappie fishing. Right now, where I'm at with the crappie fishing is I love to teach. I love to do the videos and, and tell them about the settings of the live scope and all that, more so than the competing um side of it. So I still love that. But the sponsors have, have really Come through big time this year! I, I signed up with Omnia Fishing to to be an ambassador for them. For, oh, you're with
0: you're with Omnia too.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, do,
0: to work with them.
1: Yeah, they're they're launching their their crappie line, and I'm a part of that. Plus, I'm going to give you know reports for each tournament I go to, What's good, bad, or <laughs> ugly. I'm going to share it on OmniaFishing.com. Um, I signed a, a a big deal with Lucky Strike Lures. The old school Lucky Strike is rebranding and. Coming out with a, uh, what's going to be an awesome, one of the largest uh, lines of crappie baits through Lucky Strike I've ever seen. Um, so I'm going to work with them on the crappie side and the bass side. So extremely uh, excited.
0: I don't think people understand. Explain all of the Signature Series stuff you have or have had on the crappie side. Like you've had you've, – you have – every everything yeah, like you everything. have anything yeah. that kvd has had on the bass side yeah. you have had on the crappie side with a kevin rogers name attached to it correct
1: sure. right? yeah I've, I've had rods i have my, I've had my own rods a couple different series of rods i have just the regular lead head um there's a lead head um for the Mickey rigging you can actually buy at tackle warehouse it says kevin rogers signature series it's a it's a it's a crappie lead head but it's great for Demickey rig it's got a mustat hook and it's strong as an ox you can catch anything on it I have hair, hand-tied jigs. I've had plastics. I've had just about everything in the crappie world. So, um, yeah, I've had a little bit of everything. Um, I'm moving now to Lucky Strike, going to help them build their crappie. I'm excited um, to work with them. Um, I now get to put on two hats, put my crappie hat on, my best hat, and so most people couldn't couldn't transition between that, but I got a construction company and seven kids wearing different hats is not a big deal to me. I I like the stress, I guess. So,
0: huh. so you said goals were to cash, goals were to cash checks. Um, yeah. You don't have, you know, you don't have any ex- expectations other than that each event you're looking for, for a check. And if you're able to, to accomplish that goal, the end of the year goals take care of themselves.
1: Yeah. And being new to this, I've had so many tournaments where, I'm losing a lot of bass. I like a lot. Like I'm still like whole because in the crappie world, I'd thump and i boat flip everyone. one of them. Three yep. pounds. No net. I'm not a yep. no-net guy. Once the crappie hit, I got the momentum going with that rod I have and I boat flip them in the boat. Bass are a little crazy. We all know that. They're all nuts. And my primary bait has three treble hooks on it. And treble hooks and bass suck. I don't care what anyone says. It stinks. You, 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 you undo your drag, you do whatever you want. You get all these different rods. They still come off. And I've had some massive bass come off in tournaments this year. That would have, I would have been in the top 10. A lot of this, I could see the yeah. bass. Um, and I'm talking about a jerkbait. I am a jerkbait fanatic. Like I, have three jerk baits tied on every single time I go bass fishing. I don't yeah. think I get to do that at Okeechobee. Hopefully I do. I don't know. Probably not. But yeah, the jerk the treble hooks and bass just suck, and I'm I'm still trying to figure that out because I can see the fish. I'm getting the buyer. They just can't get them in the boat.
0: <laughs> Without a doubt, the comeback lure of the decade is oh, the jerk bait. So and, and it is – you know, there I, were a couple guys. Obviously, you look at what Kelly J – uh, has has done on the elite series in there in Al- alabama sneaky guy like a greg vinson who yeah. throws the thing year round there's a hand a Kate kevin has showed you know what he's done in, with the uh lily pads during a non-traditional ways to fish it at uh ross barnett uh and obviously the smallmouth but dude like that thing has just seen a resurgence across the board and across all brands like everybody just they, they used to be they used to be war like wiggle warts like you take them out of the yeah. boat in may right it now is. they start getting good in
1: may there's not a tournament this year that i fished where i didn't catch a keeper bass on a jerkbait
0: muddy water cold, water cold water current rivers water. lakes, shallow deep riprap docks rocks you me, can catch them on everything on a jerkbait now
1: so the life scope just showed you that how deadly it is. Now, there are days where they won't touch it. I went I went to Grand Lake with Matt Looney here this week. They wouldn't touch a jerk bait. I tied on 17 different colors and couldn't get them to bite. Would they follow I'll, it? Oh, of course. All the way to the boat. Biggins, right? You got Sheldon Collins down there catching 20 pounds. I can't even catch a keeper. So, everyone, oh, you turn on life scope and you catch fish. no absolutely he's not.
0: another dude the mpfl has been really good for sheldon yeah, collins
1: a good kid so i think you're gonna keep seeing these guys bring baits to life with the forward-facing sonar you're seeing the swim jig out deep i think you're gonna see a chatter bait out deep you're gonna keep seeing these baits um the miki rager one thinks you got to drop right on their nose um I think casting small crappie style baits to the fish and bringing it over their face, the bass, then you know, my bass.
0: spiraling it down yeah. on a semi slack line,
1: the spy baits. I think there's a whole world that the bass fishing have not hasn't seen yet. Um, that is just going to get better and better as these guys, these guys are so amazing. They're going to come up with stuff you never thought of for these, for these forward facing sonar fish. Cause there are days where they won't hit a jerk bait. Mm-hmm. What else do you throw? But the jerkbait is still pretty amazing because it suspends and stops in her face and they can't stand it. I love it. I love it.
0: That's good stuff. Uh, people want to keep up with you this year. Obviously, you've got a lot going on, a lot of tournaments. Where can they find all of their Kevin Rogers updates, informations, posts, etc.?
1: Yeah. That's Kevin Rogers fishing on all of them. Of course, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, got a huge Facebook following. Uh, it was, you know, it was possible before Instagram. So Facebook, we got 30 plus thousand followers on Facebook and, and we put some ridiculous, I put some ridiculous memes up there. I like the, I like being humorous, but still a lot of reels, a lot of tips and techniques for crappie fishing and stuff like that. And so,
0: bass fishing now, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Fishing is fishing and it's fun. I mean, I'm doing all these tournaments not to be the biggest name in bass fishing because it's fun. This is what I love to do. I cannot wait to get in my boat and head to the headwaters here next week in Florida. I can't wait to get there. It's it it's, it sounds cool. I can't wait to see it. It's like nothing. I get to fish here in Missouri and I just yeah, bass fishing is fun. I'm going to keep it that way.
0: I uh I'm working with someone else, someone that you know for a a pretty cool tournament. Either later this year.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yep.
0: I uh, I think it would be freaking
1: badass. I do too.
0: Uh, I keep it that one under the hat for now, but yeah. like you, basically, I have to make sure to work around whatever your schedule is because you, hit, with your skill set, you have to be a part of this thing.
1: I agree. <laughs> make me a <laughs> you, part of it.
0: Yeah. You got anything else before we wrap it up on a on a snowy, cold, wet Tuesday, and you had it to, to
1: take care of some thanks for thanks for having me huge fan of btl i love it thanks dude i enjoyed it on. i felt
0: i felt like i yeah. ranted a little bit during the oh, show it was awesome it was, good. it
1: was good but i, I enjoyed it.
0: the heck out of it hell yeah, i'll just keep you, you on can. as we go out so this has been awesome. another edition of btl for tuesday january 24th kevin rogers thank you from his that looks room. like an aw- yeah, living, living oh, room. Oh, if that's your living room, I'm that's jealous. Room. That looks freaking fantastic. You got There's what? A- the three? You 20 got 20 ducks, three pound crappie, ducks, deer, all of weapons, yep. all this <laughs> stuff. All right, this has been another edition of BTL. We will talk to everyone tomorrow, Matt Looney, with your battery question. See
1: ya.